What do you call this? It's different. So our wine? That's the big cactus you see on postcards, right? That looks like this. Or this. <laughs> Anything that looks like that has got to be full of wine for sure. In the summer, the Indians use long poles to knock the fruits down. The kids collect them with the red part facing up because this pulls down the clouds. They boil the fruit for the juice, and after it's turned to wine, they start drinking late one summer's night and sing and dance till sunrise to really bring the clouds down and make the plants drunk with rain. Much happiness. Superstition. The monsoon rains cool off the desert every summer, El Nino or not, so it seems to work. Such a pretty story. You know, I would like to meet these Indians. In Beijing, Peking, we have completely lost track of our Chinese brothers. If you ever go to Kit Peak Telescopes by Tucson, you can. Kitty Peak, where they study the sun. And the stars. The long eyes, like the Indians say, are right in the middle of the reservation. Then how do they stay in their time capsule? It's the same tribe that never used slaves in the cotton fields despite a civil war battle halfway between Phoenix and Tucson. I don't know. I hope they never change. The march of time. They're probably sitting on something right now somebody will want. Pitch black nights, crystal clear skies, boundless stretches of desert. Who'd want that beside? Oh, oh not. An American researcher I met in Houston told me Tucson growing so big and bright at night. It makes the sky glow all the way to Kip It's a hundred miles away. Dust too. Is why the Hubble. Hubba Hubba. No, Hubble. The space telescope. The one that's in orbit. Above the dust and the Hubba Hubba. Two isn't too many. Coronado and... and... Cortez and Pizarro. They were more than two. They had whole armies. Numbers is what makes the difference. A few unemployed adventurers looking to make a killing? Coronado's expedition was a way to give them something to do. And what about the people back in Europe? That was the launching pad. Without their lust for gold, things would have been tranquil. Coronado was on a split with the king, Viceroy, a few other investors. Sure, he had backers and helpers, but you get the picture. Human nature in just a couple of people could strip the world bare. Numbers just beat it up. Even if human nature was the exact opposite of what you think, and everybody was humble, self-effacing, frugal, communal even, if there were enough of us, we'd run out of stuff eventually. The only thing that could save the day is restraint, which people would have if they respected what they encounter. If they were happy enough, they would skip restraint. And if they had technology, no problem. Well, I think it's lucky they were only into gold. What if they'd been after sand? The beaches would be gone and stowed in somebody's vault. It's fortunate they did not need a silicon yet. Bye-bye San Diego. Hello Silicon Valley. Cities looking for clean industry think that's so great, but making it makes poison. Maybe technology is the problem. Nobody complained about pollution until they fired up the Industrial Revolution with a lot of coal 
did they? Maybe running into a buffalo turd did it for the Indians. Slow suicide from breathing the air and drinking the water would do it for anybody. There's only one way out. Yeah? You're looking at it. Right. Fly me to the moon and let me play among stars. Good choice. Well, what's the problem? Space for buffalo and the railroad. Enough sky for haze to disappear. Coronado's point was, it wouldn't have mattered if the Indians and buffalo were spread over five times the land. They'd be gone now. Give me sand, lots of sand, under starry skies above. What is it about the West that draws all you cowboys and space cowboys? Well, one thing is, you can see the stars. You weren't here years ago. Maybe be your eyes. My eyes are fine, thank you, and I read the papers. And I know they have a tracking station in Colorado Springs to chart the orbits of all the paint ships, empty booster rockets, and other crap we've sent up, so the rest of the stuff they're shooting up doesn't run into it. A few years ago, a Russian satellite ran into something from a Chinese anti-satellite test. That was embarrassing. But don't let that bother you. All that stuff burns up as it hits atmosphere. It burns me up too. The sharpest minds we've got are tracking a cloud of debris. At least I can see the haze. The other stuff is like stuff dropped in the water. You can't see it, you just know it's ruined, and every once in a while somebody finds a fish that's grown up with a plastic six-pack carrier around its stomach. Poor bastards. You wonder how many have concussions from rocket parts falling in the sea. That reminds me of, where did I see that? A flying billboard satellite. So even if you're in a plane, you can see drink Pepsi float through the sky. Not at sunset, I hope. I have no idea. Privatization of space. Think of the employment opportunities as we zip about the galaxy building interstates, Walmarts, and going out of business Kmarts. Well, what do you want? You want the pressure off, yes? You do not like mining. My Venus, you want clear skies, put factories on Mars. Yeah, don't stop at the border with maquiladoras. Mexicans like to breathe too. Maybe the captain of the Exxon Valdez could hire out to steer a cargo from Chernobyl to a black hole while you're at it. I bet we've still got his oil slick binding our countries together. You'd have liked the biosphere people before they got a grip. The who? The biosphere and swinging little oracle near Tucson. Oh yeah, that made the tabloids, didn't it? That was about a couple of them getting married. No, imagine a gigantic bubble in the middle of a virgin desert that has an ocean and a rainforest in it where the big idea was to make a miniature version of Earth to put on other planets to support people as if on Earth. Just a moment. But where it seemed the even bigger idea was to make money as usual off this. This, this bubble by attracting tourists to some kind of adult Disneyland ecology trip where even the love affairs of the occupants make the news. Yeah, that's Earth all right. You know what? With the result that even in Little Oracle, you can hear a kind of traffic hum the way you do in Phoenix. And the real Earth is getting trashed from more car exhaust and roads and having to mine the Earth more yet to build more cars because 
everybody's wearing theirs out driving around to the biosphere, etc., etc. What did they care? Getting ready to live on some other planet or all the other planets as if, who needs this one? This is just the cradle that we forget after a while. What do you mean, now they get a grip? They came to their senses and saw they weren't going anywhere for a while. So they switched to figuring out how to make this planet last. Same experiment. Good PR though. This can't you hurt. Mean, I mean, we live in a bubble now. Only it's hard to see this. It's so big. Maybe we notice when something goes wrong, like your fish. But in space, we know we are in a system because when any part breaks down, it can mean the end, like the space station. People don't see how Earth is similar yet. I think it will take as long as people can to live the way they imagined in a perfect world. Because the planetary adventure is starting soon, and the planets are endless. We'll proceed through the universe as your pioneers did through the West. But with no Pacific Ocean to stop them. The Pacific hasn't stopped anything. Now it's Indonesia, Africa. We probably must keep going on Earth until it is finished. Maybe then we will understand. But for now, it's on to the planets and the rest of Earth. No stopping. It's time. So this is where your fatalism brings you, to some wild west version of space where everybody goes for the gold, whatever it is. So what? There's plenty of room for everybody. Even if every man had his own planet and the population grew exponential, we could not even leave the neighborhood. We do not even know how many stars there are and planets. To populate the universe will take forever. Stars and planets are born and die faster than people. Do you know that? What do I know? They had a head start. Five billion people on Earth now. One hundred billion galaxies. And who knows how many planets. Plenty of room. One planet for drivers who don't mind the exhaust. Another for cigarette smokers who do and are willing to walk. Another for purists who don't smoke or drive. And there is possibilities. The freedom to pollute as one's conscience dictates. The pilgrims would be proud. Okay, so we leave some planets untouched. Wilderness areas. And have another one or two as garbage dumps. Better than plutonium in Nevada. Alright. I get it. It might work as long as everybody stayed on their own planet. They probably would as long as it was expensive and time-consuming to get from one to the next. You're thinking like yesterday. By the time this is happening, we'll get around easy. No waiting. You can bet some planet will have more uranium or something that everybody wants. And we'll have Star Wars for sure. Besides, if people settle for just doing their own thing in isolation, like you, every desert island have somebody on it already. Nah, people like to mix it up and nothing happens without division of labor. Picture Earth as downtown, the neighboring planets as the suburbs. Even if downtown starts looking kind of messy, people still want to keep in touch with home. Tap the big market 
do the shopping. Coronado would have set up a whole society covering the area he claimed for Spain, from Kansas to California. But no, Spain was his reference point, and he headed back to Mexico. He sent letters to the king and viceroy as he went along, progress reports. Of course, they were in on the deal, so he had to. It may be in the air, but there's a lot in the air. Competing ideas, competing cultures. If we have any sense, we'll stay right here and get right with each other and the world first. Your fantasies are very cute, but you can't just pigeonhole pollution somewhere or even certain ways of living. There could be like a menu. How do you want to live? Okay, we'll ship you there. If you're really demanding, get your own plan. Think what the space program takes to do just an occasional space shot. Multiply that by a hundred, or just two. NASA is like Columbus's trip. After the government push, come the settlers. Like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, the military started it. Now private companies put up hundreds, enough to cover Earth. And this is just the beginning, at least in the U.S. Even China is putting out a satellite to light up a city instead of more street lamps. I don't even want to think about it. It's no big thing. I don't care. Coronado, how long did it take for Coronado to get to Kansas from the time of the Spanish found America, 1492, to Coronado in Kansas? 1541, 49 years. Guys. It's fast, and they were walking. So it took from the beginning of the universe to 1492 for Europeans to find America, and only 50 years to learn the area and start mapping the continent. It's a miracle. And now we map the planet in a few days, or two years at most, and accurately, no guesswork. Same as Landsat maps of Earth and the new hand. Speed is it, isn't it? NASCAR living can't get rich fast enough either. My point... Yes, man can do it. He's got the gift, he's got the power. In fact, he nearly stopped global warming with nuclear winter. What he has trouble with is holding back. I say why knock yourself out cloning everything we have, enough doubts already to be discussing this much. I refer back to my picture of Walmart sprinkled out there like stardust. You have doubts. And I'm not alone. Don't tell me you could have gone either way on nuclear war. That is past, yes. Now we can have fun. Try new environments, see new sites. You think the buffalo were good. They did not hold back. When they saw a meadow, they ate. They frolicked. They did not wrestle with the question of being a nuisance to the grass. When Coronado came, the buffalo were all over, yes? Look, you love landscapes. Imagine these rock walls and the pink sky. That is Mars. What the? Or a cloud-capped volcano higher than the Everest against a clear red sky. What are you? Or yellow rivers. Yellow river, yellow river, 
I'll be back in a minute. Molten sulfur. Yeah. Or night skies ablaze with a million moons. Yeah. Now you're getting somewhere. These places exist. Look at your Viking one photos of Mars, and you'll see stark red landscapes like this. But with pink skies and blue clouds, fantastic. Fantastic, like Meteor Crater, White Sands, New Mexico. Your off-road Martian roving around Tuba City. There are plenty of places right here as surreal as anywhere else in the universe. I think I'll stay where I can breathe. You must have wondered about life out there sometime. Imagine beings that breathe ammonia. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Well, Walmart's maybe not everywhere. Ammonia marts then. Madison Avenue is pretty imaginative. What I'm asking for is a moment's reflection before doing whatever we do do. Do do is right. The buffalo had it right. Well, I uh, anybody who tracks to the bottom of the Grand Canyon to grasp it in your art. You must be an adventurer and optimist. It could be nice. I'm just upset by what I see. The world is my living room, and the guests are misbehaving. So move, escape. In space, everything is new. We don't know what we are finding. But what about the other newcomers? Maybe some people could be totally open and mesh with a new environment. But I'm afraid most cling to the familiar. Even explorers have old habits. It's perfectly natural. And they can't accept the new world for what it is, but have to destroy it and replace it with what they know. Oh, I think it will be difficult to not be totally absorbed by what we discover. It may compel our undivided attention. Life out there will blow our minds. It just may do that. I'm excited just to be near the radio telescope at Socorro. More telescopes? What a relief. They listen for radio signals from other civilizations. Satellite dishes as big as houses on railroad tracks. Many, many. Smarty pants scientists. Radio signals my ass. Mmm. If you'd have gone a little further south, you would have gotten to the spaceport. They're going to fly tourists way up there. White sands. Huh? If you're so gaga, you might as well expect a message in flying comet debris that comes across as a three-dimensional petroglyph legible only from the inside out. Why should it be easy to meet numbskulls? Like the people in Roswell? They're still trying to figure out what happened there, and that was years ago. Roswell. New Mexico again. Not that far from Socorro either, appropriately. You'd think they would have seen the light. What? The flying saucer crash. Whatever. Flying saucer? Maybe. Ghosts? And you were there? No. The closest I ever came to any of that was Star Wars, when they were filming it in Yuma. Yuma? Downstream where the river peters out. You'd like it. Another one of those unearthly looking places, except on Earth. What did you do? Matte paintings for some of the sky. It's where the monsters came out of sand pits by the anti-gravity barge. Revenge of the Jedi? Never mind. So fine. We get to Mars, you get the rivers going again, you make the desert bloom, 
What's wrong with this picture? What? No Walmart. 他妈的地狱 Know why? Because Coronado hasn't wiped out the Buffalo and Indians yet. You haven't been able to get the railroad built. Excuse me. Coronado, Coronado knocked off the Buffalo and the Indians. Well, it's a team effort, isn't it? Have you forgotten about your friend Buffalo Bill? The genocide was on your pioneers' watch. Marching the Cherokees from Florida, Oklahoma, worked pretty good. Coronado came, he saw, and he left. And the Zunis? All right, the Zunis. But that wasn't Coronado's doing. What did I miss? I would have thought I'd get into all this with some broad I wash up to in a sandbar. Look, when Columbus arrived in the Caribbean, sure, he made the Indians work the sugarcane he brought, but they dropped like flies, mostly from diseases he didn't even know he had brought. This really ticked off a Dominican brother and his crew, who thought they were to blame, and his writings made it to the emperor. Same thing happened to Cortez and Pizarro, and by the time Coronado got his turn. The emperor required the explorers and settlers to treat the Indians nice. That's why Coronado got the job and Cortez didn't. And he tried like hell to do what the emperor said. He traded with the Indians along the way for food. He didn't just take it. And though they had horses on this trip, they walked anyway, because the Indian allies who volunteered weren't supposed to carry stuff. That was a horse's job. But not enough for horses. They had a thousand horses and fifteen hundred people, okay? And when they got to the Zuni village, he meant to negotiate. The only, only reason they got into it was that the troops were hungry, and some of them were veterans of Cortez and Pizarro, and the Indians weren't welcoming them. So Coronado gave in, and the battle was on. Along the way, they passed some deserted Indian villages, and historians think maybe smallpox was the reason. It spread the same way cold spread. So Indians who never even heard of the Spanish got sick, and died as soon as they heard about them, from other Indians who had met them, or who had only heard about them. I wonder why the same thing didn't happen when the Pilgrims came over. They think it did, and just like everywhere else, it killed nine out of ten Indians. Jeez. The conquistadores and the Pilgrims both thought it was God's will, and the Indians figured their own gods just weren't up to it. They were using germ warfare and didn't even know it. And you want to go to some other planet or galaxy even and see what kind of hell you can raise there? We probably will not even find anything like us. And if we do, they can all just drop dead. Well, it's not a one-way street, you know. Nobody in Europe heard of syphilis till Columbus got back. Peace and love. So Europe was just lucky people fool around less than they taught. That's a fact. Maybe you can pick up the Andromeda strain on your travels and bring it on home. You know, both of you make a man sound like some superhuman, powerful. We're nothing. We don't even know why we're here. We just go round and round, like squirrel in a cage. So we do things like shoot the buffalo and drain the yonkies. What's that in the bigger picture? Do continents count? Picture a continent as one animal's homestead, with copper being mined in the backyard, Arizona, hauled over the sidewalk, the interstate, to the workshop, Illinois, where it's made into wires that get strung all over the place and turn the New York night into day. Picture vegetables grown in the side yard, Midwest, 
and hauled over the driveway to the kitchen, Indianapolis, for canning and served later in the dining room, L.A. We've turned a continent into homestead, and the only critter that knows its way around the place besides us is the cat and dog. The buffalo might have done okay if anybody had given them a map and told them to cut sharp turns at the fences. What used to be a garden with nothing between the animals and the rain but the forest canopy has turned into some regimented plasticine estate. Animal house forever. And now the birdies and the fish have to watch out for windmills and wave turbines. Wave turbines? Yeah, to catch ocean currents. Something I just read about. Well, an anthill is a work of nature, you could say. And a nation is too. Even a global culture. But, you know, you worry too much as if something is imminent. You said yourself you can map a whole planet in a few days. When I drove here, there were stretches where I could see for miles, like in New Mexico, and no sign of humanity, only the road, like another planet. Or the Coronado expedition. Nice illusion. Everything's been mapped and accounted for. Petrified forest, not stoned, because you saw man. That happened long before. Foundations of Capitol Hill, Beijing, and the road to them are all a crust floating on a jelly sea of molten metal. Two shakes and gone. The dams in this river are impressive, but just cries in the wilderness of tiny creatures wanting a drink. The river has been dammed before by rock slides, volcanoes of enough. Why be upset when man blocks it? And before, there was no river because here placed the bottoms of the sea. Draining away the ocean was not our idea. The river was not our idea. Pollution, materialism are recyclable. The whole planet is recyclable. Humanity too. We are stardust. Take away the water and we are just dust. We are not lords because we stand on dry ground. Humble pie, my eye. I feel I know where man is in the, in the schema, and if we are alone, it could be nice to have some friends, say, over there. Well, that's a step forward, I guess. Farnado and the rest seem more interested in maybe finding something in the other guy's sack. The aim for stars, I think, gives us a focus, something to shoot for. This could find us together, like a space station, and our differences will melt away. That's good, Cine. Our place in the universe is making the universe our place. And it's this culture going into space. It's a responsibility. We ought to decide if we want our yet bigger place in the universe to be a bunch of parking lots filled with our fuming exoskeletons. Cars again, Cine. Is the whole diversity of Earth going into space? The European Space Program? The Chinese? Same jet set culture, sorry. All fascinated with adventure. Western civilization invented the hardware. Yes, but now everybody has it. Just like African television. The beauty is a new sense of comradeship as we lift off for other worlds. Sounds good, CNA, but we've been at this point before. 
with the discovery of this new world we're sitting on. The history of the new world is the battle royale between other nations duking it out. Space is different from America because nobody knew America existed. Explorers claimed new areas as they found them. In space, we will not even get to a planet unless we know it's there and aim for it. Anyway, space is limitless. There is no need to step on other people's toes. Location, location, location. The stuff close to downtown Earth is going to be more valuable. Hell, we're already in space and there's no unity. You said yourself every nation has their own machinery up there. The only way, only way we'll get together on it is if one of us finds some Indians up there who chase us back here. That would do it. From the beginning, we have thought there is some greater consciousness. Before, it was God's. Now we think it must be other life. It better be smarter than we are. We haven't figured out what the animals in our own backyard have to say, and we've had plenty of time. If it is smarter, it'll find us first. That smart? Maybe just to see what is. Maybe because we got something they need. Hopefully not sand. Maybe just wide open spaces, clean water and air. Something they've already trashed back home. They could be looking for something different. And find us by accident? Serendipity again. The arms race was nothing. When we find that we have company and no way to follow them, in one moment, the earth will become as one. We'd be the suffering Indians. They could force us to work on their big spaceships. Because we're so small, we could track down the mice. Maybe they'd be nice to us and give anybody a job because we're so big we could hold their spaceship in the air while they scraped off the barnacles. Maybe they have found us already and we don't even know it. Maybe the only ones who found us so far are the ones that crashed in New Mexico. Lucky for us. Maybe we alone made it here but forgot where we came from. Maybe we're Martians. And ran out of water back home. Well, if there's somebody out there who can get here, maybe they can tell us why we're here. I'd really like to know. But they'll probably be like you scientists who've gotten us to the moon and sent a camera to Mars, but haven't a clue about what we're doing here. Nothing I've heard, anyway. Patience. We keep exploring and learning. Someday. And after all that, here we are. Wherever here is. Well, this is the American way. The human way, a little at a time. You have the impossible dream. You want to know why today. And why not? I don't even hear scientists ask why. They're like drowning men grasping at whatever answers seem in reach. We ask why all the time. Why the sky blue? And we know why. Some chemical equation about how the sky is blue, like green nitrogen plus yellow sunlight gives blue sky? Word games. I'm not asking how. My dog can handle how. How do I get in the house? And what? What's in the house? Love or dog food? Or both? That's as good as you get. Look at these stones. One plus one equals two. Where's the information here? I could see one and one, and I could see two. 
Mr. Science comes along and says one plus one is two. Well, thank you very much. Mr. Science says out there, there's mostly empty space and a few little drops of matter that even I am made of atoms, tiny universes of mostly empty space with a few dots of matter whirling around. And that my words to you are just vibrations of atoms that pass through the empty space between us till they vibrate your eardrum atoms and get transformed into electrical signals that get processed by that atomic computer in your head. As if it's all machinery. This is a long way of saying nothing. I don't like shell games. I hear loneliness, isolation, alienation. I bet your hero Coronado would know what I'm talking about. Looking for wealth when he was already rich was a way to avoid the question. Any recognition he might get would have given him a fleeting sense of being connected. You're the wrong one to put down the American dream. You're with the impossible dream. Why? I'd rather be that flower over there. It goes from yellow to red when it's ready for a butterfly to taste his nectar. It just is and doesn't ask questions. It just gets pollinated. Asking why is wanting somebody to tell you your place in the universe, why you exist. The closest I've come to an answer is to be down here, enveloped by these walls, as if the world had opened like a flower. And nothing above but the black wings of night. You seek a motive force to connect every grain of you to all that is around you, something so all-encompassing, you are moved in space like a flower at the nexus of forces, drawn up by the light, drawn down by gravity. What is there in me that hears a piece of music not as bits of sound separated by bits of silence the way a computer digitizes it? I know this is what music is made of, but I hear it as a unity. You may as well ask, what is God? We've limped along for generations with that crutch. Another word for what we don't know. If God is anything but an unsolved mystery, you are somebody who isn't going to like that either. It's not the ultimate gift for us to discover our place. At the same time, we know it intuitively. But we settle for such flim-flam answers and do all the crazy things people do. It's a getting by. Now and then, we have an insight, like Einstein and Columbus. Rarefied shell games. It's still intuition and emotion. Yes, at least we share that with the flower. But you think you have to leave Earth to learn, as if the answer is outside yourself. Well, you can't get there from here. Why not space? Tell me. Because we don't know what we're doing, I keep saying. A little bacterium of smallpox proved that. You know what I learned on PBS a few nights ago? Before they set off the first atomic bomb at White Sands, they didn't actually know if it would start some huge chain reaction and ignite every atom of the planet. Dumb and reckless. Best minds of the day. If I'm Pluto, no problem. They could have ignited themselves at the same time. To anybody over there, or there, or there, 
We're pretty far out already, right? That's no lie. Well, is there any earthly reason or any unearthly reason why you scientists can't make some headway with what you've got already? I mean, here we are. It's as if the earth is cracked open like a coconut. Well, we fly in airplanes. Why not spaceships? Don't get her going on airplanes, man. What do you call what we're on now? Maybe it's not the spaceship you want to be on, but if you're going to dance through space, what better could you ask for? You can lean back, relax. You don't even have to steer. You can breathe the air without a respirator, so far. When you want to look at the passing scene, you just look up and out. You don't have to wear a helmet or squint through a porthole. And if you're bored with the trip, you can raft down a river or step out into a desert lightning show or do a grand jeté. Nice. If there's a heaven, I'd say we're in it. Nicely put. What makes you think you're going to make progress just by hopping from one piece of ground to another? That's the all-American, all-human, excuse me, mistake. Would you allow space flight, little Earth mother, if you would give us time to learn? I'm listening. Well... Hold that thought. I'll be back. Damn. Isn't that just like a woman? Just as you're coming to the punchline. I can finish that for you.